The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. Good day, America. Welcome Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people, all the boat rockers in the house, and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio, where we use the Bible and the Constitution, not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S.-occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, and for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warned you about, I hold to the book, The Bible. As the authoritative word of God, glad that you guys have joined us this morning. If you'd like to check us out online, please do so. SonsofLibertyRadio.com and also SonsofLibertyMedia.com. In fact, if you're listening by way of Red State and you want to watch the video portion of the radio show, you can go over to SonsofLibertyMedia.com. And there you'll see two videos at the top of the page. The one on the left side is Bradley's show from Saturday. So if you missed that and you'd like to catch it, you can do so up until... 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central, and he'll be live in that little area right there. On the right side of the page is where we're at. Click on the play button, blow it up whatever device you got. Look for the rumble icon, bottom right-hand corner, and uh, there you should see a place where you can click on that, that icon. That'll take you over to, and I'm sorry, I had the jets going here for the computer, but (laughs) so if you heard that, Oh, that's the jet taking off as it cools the computer here, uh, the backup computer as it is. <clears throat> uh, you can come over here and join us in the chat. we got a lot of friends over there, so good morning, guys. And then also, while you're there, please subscribe to the channel, Sons of Liberty Radio Live, Sons of Liberty Radio Live on Rumble. And then finally, we're live on BeforeIt'sNews.com, top of the page over there. Appreciate those guys giving us a spot on their platform also. Back to SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, right up under where we're streaming live is where you can find our email newsletter. Uh, sign up for that. Every day you get uh, what we put out at sonsoflibertymedia.com, all the articles, including the morning show archive. So please be sure and uh, sign up for that and check it out. Now, I'm going to be doing things a little different today. Um, I'm going to make this one. Ch- Do you guys like that little fire crackling sound? Yeah. Uh, you guys on the radio, that sound actually goes with um, the video background that I'm using. So I'm going to turn that off here. Uh, cause I don't want that being distracting cause somebody will go to sleep. If you, if you lay there long enough and you're listening to that, if you're not going to sleep from me talking, you're going to go to sleep from hearing that little fire popping and the snow drift in the background. Some of you guys got uh, snow over the weekend, by the way, I saw that some of you guys, uh, talking about getting snow and uh, we didn't get any snow Friday and Saturday were not health related or anything. It was a tech issue. Uh, computer that just it's a workhorse but i gotta tell you one of the finest computers i've had in my life and one of the worst 
at the same time. Every year I've had it, I've had to send it in for repair. Now, fortunately, all those times were for under warranty. At this time, not under warranty. Who knows what it'll cost? So I'm going to have to find out what's going to do. So I'm going to be on the backup here for a little while. So far, it's doing good. I can at least see the screen on the computer. The screen had all kinds of lines in it before. None of you guys could see it because it's pulling from what you should have seen. Um, so anyway, that's that's going on. I want to ask you guys if you had heard before we get into the the show today, uh, and then Saturday, uh, I had everything set up, but um, couldn't make the connection. I set everything up right on Friday night, so it'd be ready. Got up, and some of the changes, uh, even this morning, some of the things went back to the way they were. And I don't know why the computer does that. It doesn't do it on the other one, but there you go. Um, I am wondering if you guys heard this news out of Miami. Now, I'm just going to show you the stuff because I don't, I'm not even going to go down the road of what these people are talking about. Let me see I if I can um, bring this here. Um, th- there was a massive police presence the other week. Okay. And what happened was, and this, I got this video, this lady, she's talking about it. And of course there are claims that several people, um, you know, saw eight to 10 foot creatures at a mall. And that's what all these cops were responding to. Let me see if I can get just a little bit of the video here. Um, this is a, and see, I'm going to have to go back because I can't use my buttons here. I'm going to have to go back and forth with a cursor, which is a little bit troubling. This is a little bit of the video. Um, you guys who are on the radio, many of you probably have heard of this. There's probably, gosh, I don't know. They said 60 or 70 cop cars, 300 police officers, several black helicopters in the sky. I think they shut down flights or whatever. Um, all that was going on. And then they, there were reports that people were saying eight to ten foot creatures. That's what they called them, right? The, 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 this, is, this is the narrative. Now, the, the people started taking that really serious. But I, I want you to stop and just for a minute and ask yourself something. There was something going on. I, I'm not denying there's something going on. But I don't think it's this creature thing. Why don't I think that? Let me ask you something. Can you do anything in public and it not be caught on camera or video or whatever? I mean, we, we see some of the most stupid things captured on somebody's cell phone, right? Where's the images of these 10-foot creatures? And the people will zoom in on some of this video and say, see, here's one of them right here. You can't make heads or tails out of whatever's going on there. You really can't. Oh, Tim, you're just an unbeliever. Yeah, unbeliever in that kind of stuff. Listen, you got eight to ten foot creatures parading around in the uh, in the mall there. Somebody's going to get one of them on film, don't you think? On video, whatever. Don't you think? Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's exactly right. How many phones didn't get video? That's exactly right. Now, I just thought I'd bring that up because... That was something that was coming out of the weekend. And I called Bradley. I said, take a look at this. I said, there's something definitely going on here uh, for them to bring in a police presence like that and then say, oh, oh, the, the cover story was it was juveniles fighting with sticks. That's the cover story. Yeah. Yeah. 
That's the cover story. All right, that's the, I guess, the fun moment, if you will. All right. Um, <clears throat> you guys all know this chick, uh, Karine Jean Pierre, the first whatever you can name of, and, and the, uh, dumber than a box of hammers, I'm telling you, uh, White House press secretary clown. Uh, this woman is is absolutely incredible. I mean, look, she brings it on herself. Why this woman is up there, she's supposed to be a mouthpiece for the White House. Maybe this is a good reflection of them. Since Joe Biden can't seem to put two sentences together, maybe it's a good reflection of them. That she has to read off her answers or read off her statements. And then when she's asked questions, oh, I don't know anything about that. I don't have any information on that. I don't have any. It, then why are you up here? Why are you talking? Um, this is what she had to say about people like Greg Abbott and uh, Ron DeSantis sending um, the, 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 the hang on sending their uh, what you call it the the illegals that are in their states to quote unquote blue cities as though that's lawful. I know there's still some people out there probably in this audience, and you still think that uh, the the Republican-Democrat thing is a real thing. It, like, it's, it's, um, it's not the Harlem Globetrotters. It's not WWE. It's not um, professional sports in, in general, as we're seeing. You think it's real. You think that the fight is real. It's not a, a pretended fight that's going on. But I want to ask you something. If Ron DeSantis and Greg Abbott had one ounce of integrity regarding... Illegal, uh, illegal aliens. Wouldn't they be rounding up these people and deporting them? Not sending them to other cities in America. Oh, but you don't understand, Tim. It's giving them a taste of their own medicine. Really? Is that what it's doing? Or is it assisting in the crimes that are being committed already? How can these guys sit there and point the finger at the White House, and rightly so, and then turn around and aid the White House in getting the illegal aliens further into the interior of the United States. How, how does that work? It doesn't. They are working together. The people just hadn't figured it out yet. Well, many of you have. I, I know many of you have, okay? Many of you have. So they're doing this, and um, the little puppet, um, White House press, press secretary clown, um, this is what she says about it. Now, just, yeah, just take a listen. The, the, the busing of migrants, the putting them on flights, it is shameful that that is occurring. And instead of, if the governor really, truly wants to deal with this issue, he should talk to uh, the senators in his state. I don't know. Well, I guess I do know. It stopped. So, okay, so I've got a click button, so I apologize. There's just going to be a delay in the change, and I don't know why that is, but, uh, but it is taking place. In any case, one of the things that, that she's saying is she said, oh, this is disgusting. It's shameful, blah, blah. Well, it's shameful that they're being uh, lured in by the very administration that she is supposed to speak for. That's what's really shameful that it's not being stopped. Okay? Let, let me give you some instances here. And this is, again, how the game gets played. Okay? Don't expect anything out of it. This is just how the game's played. 
on uh, January the 5th, and this happened last week, the House, the quote-unquote GOP, the quote-unquote Republicans, said, shut the border down or shut the government down. Doesn't that sound like a good WWE line for, for the District of Criminals? Yep. It's a good WWE line because it's drawing people in for the fight, so you'll stay around and watch it and say, yeah, our guys are going to really get them. They're going to give the best your mama joke. They're going to give a better your mama joke than the other guys. And that's how they get you. They get you in there for the little show that they're going to do. And uh, <clears throat> so you know this is going to lead to more of those campaign fundraising you guys get those emails do you um uh you hear bradley he gets the emails you see his inbox he'll show you all these people you know fundraising and look i know it costs a lot of money to run for office it does and and it's really when you stop and think about it you sit here and go people spend tens of billions of dollars um tens of millions of dollars excuse me to get into office that pays them less than $200,000. But somehow, they can be in a couple of years and be a millionaire. It sounds like anybody who wants that office, to me, sounds like if you're going to have to do that, you, you've got a problem where you want money. That's, I mean, I, I don't know how that translates into public service. Anyway, you can see here, here's a... Uh, <clears throat> Here's a video that's posted. Uh, we did an article on this one as well. Uh, the, you know, what's taking place. Well, you got to go over here to watch it. Uh, that's going to take me over to Twitter. Um, all this that's taking place, it, believe it or not, is a part of Bible prophecy. Now, I'm not going to turn this up. This gives you a... Well, I didn't do that. That was... Uh, You guys, I'm just going to turn that all the way down. Um, this is allegedly the latest caravan. They're, they're calling them caravans now. There's no camels in the midst of that. Um, I mean, it's people as far as the eye can see coming down the road. Now, <clears throat> the, the obvious, and here's somebody bearing a cross. Now, th this, should, this should bring back memories for those of you who know your history. Oliver Cromwell had to deal with King Charles. Why? Why did he have to deal with him? Because King Charles was the king of Protestant England. Okay, He was king of Protestant England. As a result, though, Charles had married a Roman Catholic. And so what he was going to do was he was going to invade Protestant England with Irish Catholics. And the Parliament was going to have it, and neither was Oliver Cromwell, and they did everything they could to get the king to repent and obey God, and he wouldn't do it. And they, the invaders were coming, and finally they, they captured King Charles, and they cut his head off. They brought him to justice for his treason. There's a particular actor who used to play, um, we're not going to mention any names, but his initials are Bo Duke, um, on the Dukes of Hazard, And he mentioned, you know, what would have been a fitting death for a traitor back in the day, a hanging. 
And the Secret Service wanted to investigate him over that. Why? Because you're just stating the obvious? Well, this is what's going on. The, the little puppet that I played for you a minute ago is saying it's shameful to take these people and do this. And the reason I brought up Roman Catholic, that they were parading a cross there at the front. What do you think is the predominant, quote-unquote, religion of the people who are crossing that southern border, if they have one? What do you think it is? Do you think it's biblical Christianity, or do you think it's majority Roman Catholic? That's not biblical Christianity, by the way. If you're here for the first time and you're not aware of the differences, um, I'm happy to share those things with you. Uh, but this isn't the show for that. A Roman Catholicism does not trust in the finished work of Christ. It does not believe in the saving of one from their sins and even from the wrath of God by faith or through grace by faith. They don't believe that. They believe in a synergistic work, them and God working together to save themselves. So this is why they're easily manipulated with pilgrimages and, you know, citing Hail Marys and their confession booths and all this. Listen, guys, listen, you don't need the priest there. You have a great high priest, Jesus Christ. He's the only mediator between God and man. This is what Paul writes in the New Testament. He's the only mediator between God and man. This is, this is why when I ask you, pray with me to the Father, through the Son, right? Pray with me, not for me, because we, we both have a great high priest, right? So this is what they're bringing in. They're bringing in people with an, with, a, uh, with an allegiance, many of them not only to a foreign country that they come from, you'll see them carrying the banner of their, their home countries, but they have an allegiance to a foreign king, namely the Pope. Every Roman Catholic does, if they're going to hold a Roman Catholic dogma. Their, their allegiance is to the Pope. Now, they may not like a certain pope here and there. I've got the Byzantine, you know, Roman Catholics writing me, and I, I said, there's no need for, to write to me, guys. I, can I recognize some things of the Byzantines in the past that have been good? Yeah, yeah, I can recognize those things. That doesn't mean that I'm going to get behind what's going on there. Here's another one. December. I mean, look at this. This past December... 300,000 invaders logged at the southern border. Highest month ever recorded, December 2023. Yep. 300,000 in one month. Absolutely incredible. And then we've got this story that came out, again, last week. We had several of these out last week. Um... Wealthy Chinese migrants are now invading the border. This, uh, yeah. Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas. Boy, if that guy, I mean, if this isn't a cabinet of traitors, I don't know what it is. Oh, by the way, did you see the, um, the ball-headed transvestite um, that used to be working for, for Biden? Yeah, um, Sam Britton, Brighton. What, I forget his, how, yeah, you know who I'm talking about. The energy guy, dressed like a woman. Uh, got busted stealing female luggage at airports several times. 
They found their clothes worn by him. <laughs> Both bags were like, um, uh, what do you call it? You you steal something that's over a thousand dollars. Both of the bags were like, I don't know, three and four thousand dollars worth of stuff in them. That's just crazy to me. I can't imagine. <laughs> I mean, when I would travel, I'd take a computer and a couple of things there, and there was it wasn't. I don't think anything was approaching three or four thousand dollars in there. Anyway. It, this guy, uh, it's, it's absolutely incredible. He's pushing the effects of climate change and poverty, increasing levels of authoritarianism while he's engaged in authoritarianism. <laughs> when he's talking about these people coming in, but then, yeah, you got these wealthy Chinese guys. Oh, then you see this one. Now we start getting into how does this affect us as a country? You start getting into stuff like this. This is from Daniel Greens Greenfield. This was on the 6th of January. Two Mohammeds, one of them a Syrian refugee, rape woman in Brooklyn. Yeah. The original Mohammed, this is what Daniel writes, raped a lot of women in his time, and many of his namesakes are carrying on his work around the world. See, yeah, this is a this is a this is something that, that needs to be brought out when we're dealing with Islam. But again, <clears throat> I don't go after an attack on individual people, I go after the ideology. Because I want the I want the individual to hear it, I want them to understand what they're buying into, and I want them to repent from it. That that's that's my goal in that. So <clears throat> if you were going to follow in the footsteps of Muhammad, I mean, you've got to be a pedophile too. You have to understand that. Even Islamic apologists understand the weight of what that is, and they don't have any argument against it. They really don't. They, they affirm that Muhammad was a pedophile. They may not use that term, but they affirm everything about the characteristics of what went on. So this story here about this uh, guy, that, this is these guys coming in. Now, again, whether they came in the southern border or not, I don't know. They're Islamic. We've had some Islamic uh, people come across the southern border as well and come in different ways. But here's the story. 25-year-old man accused of wielding a knife while his accomplice allegedly raped a female worker inside a Brooklyn business nearly two weeks ago has been arrested in connection to the horrifying crime, cops said. Uh, Mohammed Alwi, 25, of Canarsie, was nabbed Wednesday in connection to the attack on a 49-year-old woman uh, around 6 p.m. December 23rd, inside an unnamed business near 9th Avenue and 59th Street in Borough Park, authorities said. While Alwi's partner in crime, Mohammed Izzedin, 22, sexually assaulted the worker, Alwi displayed a knife to keep two other people inside the business under control, people, uh, police said. She said she was with two female co-workers when the violent pair allegedly forced their way through the door. And when I opened the door, the bad guy hit me in the face very hard, said the victim, who does not speak English. I was afraid of hurting the other two girls, so I opened the door for him, the woman said. And Isidin also choked her before he and Aoi swiped $300 in cash from the business, she also said. His mama was crying. Isidens. She was crying during the proceeding. Hmm. Uh, 
isn't this the thing that they're saying they need? You know, we're told by the politicians and the uh, dumber than hammer press secretary clowns that what needs to happen is is these people are fleeing authoritarianism. They're they're fleeing hunger and economic downturn. You can see them. They're dressed well in clean clothes every time they snap the photos. They're not dirty and the the shirt rotting on their back and they, they, they I mean come on. come on they're being taken care of every I bet they're staying in the finest hotels along the way of their little caravan guarantee you there's a lot of money flowing there but all this is going on then it comes to this and by the way for those of you listening you may say. Uh, or, or watching, you're coming in. Uh, you guys listening, you don't know the title that we had for the show today. So you want to talk Bible prophecy? Oh, everybody's ears perked up at that. Oh, I want to know what I want to know what the future is. Oh, that's what man does. That's what he does. But true Bible prophecy looks back to the Bible and says it's fulfilled in Christ. I mean, we see that. Jesus said it. He said all the scriptures talk about Him. They speak about Him. So everybody perks that up, but I say, just look at the illegal alien invasion. Look at what goes on. What? Look at this one. All right, now you've seen how they've targeted the children with these um, body mutilations they call sex changes or sex transitions. Well, guess what we have going on in California? And I'll guarantee you, listen, this is not just going to be for California, okay? This... I'll guarantee you this is going to reach up into the federal government. And by the way, there is no such thing as state money and federal money. There is, in this country, there's only lawless money. That's anything that's you know, printed on that little piece of paper that the society claims is money, that the Federal Reserve claims is money, but is not. Now, all of that is what's driving... All of this lawlessness anyway. You can't even do it without it. So they're not just going to get it from the people of California. My guess is they're probably going to get this money from you and I and other states through the federal government. Okay? Because they're going to fund it one way or the other. California to provide free sex changes for illegals. There, there is no such thing. That, that this, this sex change, it's a, it's a fraudulent, it's a fraudulent claim. You can't actually change someone's sex. You can't do it. This is why I refer to what's going on not as a transsexual, but as a transdelusional. They're deluded in their mind to believe a lie that thinks they can change from a man to a woman or a woman to a man. You can't do it. It's just physically impossible to do. And you can 3D print your uterus and ovaries all you want to. That doesn't mean that it's legitimate. It's not natural. You're doing things that are unnatural. It's also why many of these people, when they're taking these hormone blockers and things of that nature, they're really causing their, their physical bodies a lot of harm, especially the men. But here we are. This is from the post-millennial. It's been revealed that sex changes and hormone therapy will be included in the health care coverage offered to illegal immigrants in California. How? Why? 
How are illegal immigrants offered health care coverage? I just... Does the word illegal not mean anything? I, I, yeah, I guess it does. That's why they wanted to change it to undocumented. As of January 1st, everyone, regardless of whether they entered the country via legal means, will qualify for Medi-Cal, the state's public health insurance program. This program had typically been reserved for low-income individuals, families with children, seniors, persons with disabilities, people in foster care, pregnant women, and low-income people with diseases such as tuberculosis, cancer, or HIV. Hmm. Now, why was it set up for them? Because they allowed it to set up. See, it, listen, hear, me, hear me carefully. If you allow your government to tell you that you need them for your health care through, the, through these means then don't be surprised when they act lawlessly in other areas when they want to take care of illegal aliens, too. Oh, but Tim, they're supposed to do that for us. They work for us. Is that in your Constitution? Is that in your state Constitution, California? I know some states have health stuff in it. You know, some of that crap got pushed on us, too. Is that really what government should be involved in, though? Are they, they can't even seem to get the part they're supposed to do, which is to uphold the law. They can't even seem to get that part right. But why in the world would you want them in charge over your education, your, of your kids, or your health care, or any of this? It's absolutely crazy. Absolutely crazy. Got a couple more for you, then we're going to look to, how is this tied to Bible prophecy? I'll show you. Here's another one. We've talked about this. I keep wanting to hit a button. I've got to move a cursor over here. <laughs> the Department of Injustice, and by the way, I, I, I see this a lot. I, I, let me just tell you my experience the other day. I've not been over to a, like a Breitbart town hall kind of site in a long time. I mean, I just haven't been over there. And when you do shows like what Bradley and I do, or you know, you, you put out some of the, look, and some of our, our writers still have that right, left, Republican, Democrat thing. I get it. I try to stay away from a lot of their stuff where they get into a lot of that stuff, or even their their Israel first kind of nonsense. I, I, just, I try to stay away from that stuff, okay? Nevertheless, they have some good things that they do put out. And um, I don't know, it's, <clears throat> it's interesting to me how people can't seem to separate this thing apart and see we're either dealing with we're going to uphold the law or you're lawless. That really should be the narrative that we take back. And so when I went over to Breitbart the other day, I was looking to see what they were writing on. Looking, went over to Town Hall. Looks at, I, t I couldn't even read it. It was like, it was like Comedy Central for me. Because it's all it's all about trying to make the other team look bad. It's all about trying to, um, you know, have a great headline that that highlights the crimes of the quote unquote bad guys that they're against, the Democrats, as they call them. 
But they don't bring any resolve. They never point back to the law. They don't call for justice to be done. It, it, it's a thing of, oh, well, this is going to result in good things for the Republicans. That's, that's kind of the response to it. It's kind of like a, uh, a sports commentator. He's there, oh, he did the body slam. This is going to hurt for a long time. Right? The guy gets right up and he starts fighting again. It, that's what they're doing. So this latest thing that's come out, again, this was over the, the last week. The Department of Injustice is suing Texas over state immigration enforcement. Now, go do your homework, and I did this a while. It's been a while back. Do you know that, as best I can tell, up until a certain period just before the 20th century, so we're in the, 18, uh, we're in the 1800s at the time, the states were the ones that were doing any kind of immigration enforcement. Why? Because when you came in, this, one of the states had to take you. You became a citizen of that state. Now, cl it's clear what they did in the 14th Amendment. They tried to make everybody a citizen of the United States rather than a citizen of South Carolina, say, or California, or wherever you're from. And it wasn't up until almost the 20th century, somebody got the bright idea. It says, well, wait a minute. If Congress can make naturalization law, and they're not supposed to import any slaves, well, then that gives us power over immigration. Now, they do have power over that for a certain, certain deal. I'm not denying that. But you guys have seen some of the things Texas tried to do. Of course, I see it as a photo op. I see it as, you know, their, their opportunity to say, oh, look what we did, and this, that, and the other, and then they point the finger at the bad guys who are cutting their razor wire and take it, but they don't do anything about it. Right, let me ask you a question out there. Fellas, let me ask you a question. You've got a nice fence that you put up. You, you guys seen these nice fences? You don't have to paint them or anything. They're made out of PVC, and they look really nice and white when you put them up, and you spent a lot of money putting that up around your house. Maybe you got some horses you're fencing in or cows, whatever. And you've taken a lot of time to put that up. And the local police or criminals or whoever come along and they destroy your fence. They just take a big truck and they just run all over it. And they're laughing while they're doing it. You're just going to let it sit there and take a picture or video and say, this is what these guys did. Are you going to go after some guys? You're going to go after them, aren't you? Because they destroyed your property. Why isn't Texas really doing anything about that? Well, because they haven't. This is the story that we have. The Department of Injustice. This is that guy Merrick Garland, which, you know, credited Trump. He didn't put him on the... He didn't put him in uh, on the Supreme Court, thank God. That is something I'll give him credit for. But here it is. Here's a, it's a, I'm speaking of Town Hall. It, the report is from Town Hall. The Department of Justice filed a lawsuit against Texas on Wednesday over its new law making illegal immigration a state crime. Texas Governor Abbott said the state was left to fend for itself due to President Biden's deliberate inaction on the border security. The goal of Senate Bill 4 is to stop the tidal wave of illegal entry into Texas. Why don't you just say, look, this is an invasion. We're going to stop it. That, that, is your, 
That's your power as the executive there, Abbott. You have power to call up the militia there in Texas and put a stop to it. And if the feds try to stop you, you have the power to tell them to go jump in the Rio Grande. That's what you should be doing if you're a man instead of one who's been extorted or you're controlled in some manner to where you won't do the right thing. He said it creates a criminal offense for illegal entry. It's already a criminal offense, dude. That's why you were allegedly sending people down there. You called it illegal? <laughs> See the, this double talk that they give? It's already illegal. Why do you need to make another law? Creates a criminal offense for illegal entry into Texas from a foreign nation. For repeat offenders, that creates the events of illegal reentry with a potential prison sentence term of up to 20 years. Who's going to pay for that 20 years? Three hots and a cot. Who's going to pay for that? Why, why is our punishment to punish not just the, the person we label as the criminal, but the people that you're supposed to serve? Why, why, do, you, why do you make them pay for their, these people's crimes? He added, the bill provides a mechanism to order an illegal immigrant to return to the foreign nation from which they entered. Oh, really? You're not going to put them on a bus and send them to New York or L.A.? Huh? I thought that was I thought that was the plan. According to National Review, the bill authorizes state and local governments in Texas to arrest illegal aliens who cross the state's border from Mexico between officially designated ports of entry. Under the law, those who unlawfully enter the U.S. can be charged with a state misdemeanor or felony, depending on the degree of the offense. The degree is there a difference in? Stepping across a borderline? Maybe, I guess, if they're involved with drug trafficking or you know, human trafficking or something like that. or I don't know. Maybe that's the difference. Anyway, there it is. There's, there's what they have. Oh, we're going to write another law because we're not following the first one. We're going to write another law. We're going to do this. Let me hit this really quick. Um, this again came over the weekend. You guys remember the trucker protests in Canada, right? I mean, they got full-on martial law. They they brought in, there's no doubt in my mind, they brought in UN troops, dressed them up, didn't put name tags on them, didn't put emblems on them or any of that other, to go out there and beat some of those Canadians. During that thing. But, and look, I, I try to be clear on the difference between supporting Hamas and people supporting Palestinian people. I do think there is a difference. You can call me naive or you can call me whatever you want. That's fine. I do think there's a difference there. And it, all you got to do is look and see how Israel has driven all these people virtually out of their the land that they're controlling there. They've driven them all out. This is the last push to get rid of the last bit of them. This isn't about protection of them. Anybody knows that uh, whatever happened on October 7th, the stuff that we've gotten out of that, I mean, really gotten out of that, is questionable whether, in my opinion, whether Mossad's behind it. That's just me. All right. Sorry, my mouth was dry there. Here, though, <laughs> you you got to see this. This was a post... <clears throat> about the Toronto police. And here is the video. I'm gonna just turn that down here. 
So the guys out here protesting for Hamas, cops out there bringing them some donuts, some coffee. Yeah, yeah. This is the Canadian police. Toronto police delivering coffee and food to the pro-Hamas protesters illegally blocking roads. Now, what did they do to the guys who are actually out there fighting for things that meant liberty for this, these same cops? What did those cops do? Well, they were arresting them. They were throwing them in jail. They were beating them in some cases. That's what they were doing to the people. But for those supporting lawlessness, oh, Remember that old phrase, birds of a feather flock together? That's what you just saw. That's what you just saw. They're the same thing. They're the same thing. In the midst of it, this is going on. Okay, now this is the only story that isn't illegal aliens, but maybe you guys... Remember this. Anchor chain. Our financial systems are decades old. According to some estimates, we cannot track $2.3 trillion in transactions. We cannot share information from floor to floor in this building because it's stored on dozens of different technological systems that are inaccessible. Oh, they're inaccessible. Then how did they get stored on these technological systems there, Donnie? That's Donald Rumsfeld the day before 9-11. $2.3 trillion that was, well, it was brought up later. There, there was a, a hearing, um, I think this was in 2005 or 2006. Uh, there was a Defense Department budget hearing. Uh, the House Armed Services Committee where it did come up. But for all intents and purposes, that $2.3 trillion just went... Pfft. Now, the government admits to losing $21 trillion that they can't account for. Yep. Yep, here's the story. Marie, Marie Hawthorne. What if you lost a whole lot of money? Can you imagine the horror and desperation you'd feel? Well, the U.S. government has lost $21 trillion and they don't seem to care. No, because it isn't their money. But the rest of us have to care about our own budgets. They, the report was out that it said every single American owed $100,000 according to the national debt. $100,000. That's more than the sale price, uh, the, the, the asking price of my house by a, by a lot. <laughs> when we got our house in 1999. Planning to save money is at the top of Statista's list of 2024 New Year's resolutions. In the past, resolutions like losing weight and eating healthy foods have been more popular, but times are changing. Hmm. It's really interesting. $21 trillion. $21 trillion. As we talked about it before last week... We are so far in debt against our gross domestic product. No country in history has pulled themselves out of it. There's, there's no way we're not going to fix that. The only way to, if, to fix it is to start liquidating. And there's got to be a departure from the Federal Reserve, one way or the other. 
Either the federal government's going to have to cut them off and go back to gold and silver and say, we don't owe you anything because all you did was print paper out of thin air. We'll pay you for the paper. Cut them off and, if necessary, eliminate that central government. I, I, I think at this point, the central government has grown into a beast. It's not a little puppy anymore. It's not a cute little puppy that we can control anymore. It's out of control. And the people have the right to abolish it. Read the Declaration of Independence. We have that right. I'm not talking about an overthrow of government. I'm talking about an, a, a, an abolishment of the current way it is. Well, Tim, there's a lot of people waiting to do that. Then you stop it. You say, no, we're not going to have that. We're just fine in the states. The states will work this out. We'll work it out together. Nevertheless, this is what's going on. $21 trillion gone. How does this lead to Bible prophecy? Well, any of you guys who listened to the series that I did, I, I don't know, it's been a while, it was last year, you can go to settingbrushfires.com and you can put in um, Kingdom. And you'll probably find at least some of them that are there because we did a lot on the, king, the references to the kingdom in the New Testament. We did uh, several shows on Matthew 24, Mark 13, Luke 21. We did a show on Ezekiel. Um, we did a show on, we did several shows on Daniel. Um, and um, I think we brought Revelation in there just a little bit. But anyway, the point was is that Christ said himself he was bringing the kingdom. Now I realize, look, as a, in a Reformed tradition, there is the here now and what's yet to come. Because if it's entered our heart, if, it's, if we've seen something with our eyes and we think we know what the Lord has prepared for us, we're wrong. Because Paul says that's not the case. It hasn't even entered into the heart of man the things that God has prepared for those who love him. So I realize in one sense the kingdom in its absolute fullness is in our future somewhere with the Lord. Nevertheless, the kingdom is here too. Paul has said, we've been translated out of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son. That wasn't something that we will be. It is that we have been. Paul writes in Ephesians chapter 2, we have become part of the commonwealth of Israel. Peter says that we become a royal priesthood. That's what we are. That happens in a kingdom setting. We are part of the covenant of the kingdom. We have a king, a living king, not a dead king, but a living king. And so we're in the kingdom. Well, how can we be in the kingdom? There's, there's sinful people. Let me ask you something. Was Israel God's people? Was that his kingdom? Did he have laws? Why did he have laws? I mean, if everybody is perfect in God's kingdom, if, that, if that's the way they've been in that situation, then why, why have laws? To show who the violators of the law are, right? Well, we have the same thing now. And the New Testament said, you know, God kind of... The, the, the idea is he kind of winked at what men were doing before. But it says, but now he has commanded all men everywhere, not just in Israel, he's called all men everywhere to repent. All the nations, why? Because all the nations have become the nations of our God and of his Christ. They are his. Oh, Tim, 
You know, I, I've, I've read that, that Satan is the god of this world. Well, yeah, that's what Paul says. He, he writes that. There's no doubt about that, that he writes that. But again, it comes back to, is that who people were submitting to? A false king? A false god? Yeah, there are people who still submit to that. That doesn't change who the real king is and who the real God is. And speaking of the real God, the real God is able to tell us the end from the beginning. Unlike the false gods, he is able to tell us the end from the beginning. Did he do that? Yes, he did. In fact, he did it with Israel. You know, many of you who listen to the show, you've probably read Deuteronomy 28, I don't know how many times, probably. If you listen to the show. Leviticus 26, too. Those are two that we constantly go to. Why? Because that is letting prophecy speak. Why? Does these, are these things that we're experiencing that? No. No. What Deuteronomy talks about is not what we're experiencing. It's talking about specifically what was going to happen to the people of Israel. It was a prophecy concerning them. It goes hand-in-hand hand with Leviticus 26. I believe it goes hand-in-hand hand with the book of Revelation. I, I really do. And the judgments that came upon Israel 70 AD, the closing out of the Old Covenant, the establishing of the New. So, in Deuteronomy 28, what did we see at the first part? God said, I'm going to bless you so much, the blessings are going to overtake you. You're going to be the lender and not the borrower. You're going to be the head and not the tail. All you got to do is just obey what I said. I, ga I gave you my law. Just obey it. And just obey that, and all will be well. You'll be blessed. But if you don't, I don't have my screens here. If you don't, then there's going to be trouble. Okay. There's going to be trouble. And here's what he says. Still trying to reach for a button. Verse 43. The stranger that is within thee shall get up above thee very high, and thou shalt come down very low. He that shall lend to thee, or he shall lend to thee, and thou shalt not lend to him, he shall be the head, and thou shalt be the tail. Moreover, the curses shall come upon thee and shall pursue thee and overtake thee till thou be destroyed, because thou hearkenest not unto the voice of the Lord thy God to keep his commandments and his statutes which he commanded thee. Hmm. And they shall be upon thee for a sign, for a wonder, and upon thy seed forever. Why? Because thou servest not the Lord thy God with joyfulness and with gladness of heart for the abundance of all things. Therefore... You're going to serve your enemies. That's what God says. You're going to serve your enemies. But it's interesting, isn't it? You're going to be the tail because you won't obey me. And these foreigners coming into your country, they're going to be made the head. He's going to lend to you. You're going to become the borrower. You're going to become the one who's indebted. What are we reading now? Credit cards are maxed out. All these things. By the way, let me let me just put this in. 
when we had Kirk on the other day, some people said, you know, it's kind of hard. We're, we're in debt and everything's... Look, when I bring that stuff in, I'm not there to sell you something. I'm giving you several solutions that I'm looking at myself. Two things over the past two weeks that the Brown House is out of debt over. Praise God. But you got to do those things before you do the other. But debt is a curse. And my goodness, we're told in the church and we're told in the society, debt is a blessing. Children are a curse. Aren't we told that? Yeah. Yet the Bible says the exact opposite of that. The exact opposite of it. Children are a blessing. Debt's a curse. That's what we just read there. That's what he's talking about. And what's happening? What you're seeing right in front of you, America, that's taking place coming across the southern border, all this stuff, you know, funding these quote-unquote sex chain surgeries, these body mutilation surgeries for illegal aliens, um, you know, providing all this other stuff. When, when they're breaking the law, and you know they're breaking the law, making them police officers, all this stuff, all of that's part of God's judgment. It's prophesied. Yeah, but Tim, you said that was for Israel, not for us. The application is still there because God is not changed. He is immutable, friends. So I'm drawing an application on it. I'm not saying this is that. I'm saying we see how God worked with his covenant people. And by the way, all of, we all of the West, all of what was called Christendom, would have been understood under the solemn league and covenant that was broken too. Christians that established that, and that was broken too. Man just can't seem to keep his end of the bargain here. That's why we need a Savior, to tell you the truth. Because we cannot uphold the covenant. Only Christ can uphold it. And anybody who's in Him is upheld by His right hand. Does that mean that we're not responsible for our actions? No. It just means I'm, I'm, I'm not going to justify myself through my own actions. And what I mean by that is, I'm not going to cover up all my sins through my actions. My actions should demonstrate that Christ has justified me. That's what they should demonstrate. Nevertheless, we got just a few minutes here. Is this all bad news? No, there's good news. God continually tells the people all throughout the Old Testament, He sends them prophets. Jesus talked about this. I sent you the prophets, and finally the Son of God Himself came, and He called the people to repentance, and the people wouldn't repent. And so they were led off into judgment and utter destruction. I don't want to see us led off into that. Where's repentance, America? People who name the name of Christ, are you taking his name in vain or are you repenting before the Lord and living for his glory? Bradley be with you at 3, Lord willing. We'll see you back here in the morning, 6 a.m., bright and early. Talk to you again.